Well, hey, everybody, thank you for joining me for today's video devotion that is part of our Bible reading plan, kicking off a new week. I hope you're excited, looking forward to all God's going to do in your life this week as you encounter Jesus through his word. And again, as always, I encourage you, <clears throat> read the chapter ahead of time, write in your journal what God says to you. Today, we are continuing our, our walk through the book of Genesis. We are in chapter 16. And... Um, I've been doing this for about three years now, this 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 process, <clears throat> and I've gotten in a habit that a lot of days after I read the chapter and you know and God uses a verse to speak to me, the first thing I write is kind of a a headline, uh, what's the summary of what God is saying to me, and then I get into the specifics. And the headline that I wrote for Genesis 16 that God spoke into my life was the price of impatience and past sins. In other words, being impatient. And past sins that are not properly dealt with, there's always a price that we we, we pay. <clears throat> You'll notice uh, in chapter 16 and verses 1 and 2, it says, Now Sarah, uh, eventually her name will become Sarah, Sarah, uh, Abram's wife or Abraham's wife, had borne him no children. So she was barren. And she had an, an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. So Sarah said to Abram, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children through her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarah. Sarah, and uh, <clears throat> and then at the end of verse three, she gave Hagar, her maid, uh, to Abram as his wife. And of course, you know they ended up having a child together that was named Ishmael. Um, there's a lot in this chapter that uh, uh, probably disturbs you. Um, our culture today in 2021 is so radically different than it would have been all not just centuries ago, but millennium ago. Um, <clears throat> Sarah, Sarah is an older woman. She's barren. She's really beyond the, the childbearing age, and she has no, no child. And even though God has promised that Abraham and her would have a, a son through whom a great nation would be, would, would be created, um, it's been 10 years. It's been a decade since God gave that promise to Abraham and still he and Sarah have no child. And she, she is blaming God. Notice, notice um, in verse two, she said, behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. So she was blaming God for her, her barrenness and not having any child. And she became <clears throat> very impatient. And so she said to her husband, Hagar, my Egyptian maid over here, take her, have a child through her, and that's how I'll have my child. Um, well, that doesn't make sense to us. But in their culture, um, if a slave or a maid um, <clears throat> was given to, like, say, Sarah gave her slave or maid, Hagar, to Abraham, and uh, she became pregnant, by Abraham, <clears throat> when it came time to give birth, if she sat on Sarah's lap and gave birth to the child while sitting on Sarah's lap, so to speak, then that child would be considered Sarah's child. Now, that's that's just foreign to us. I get that. But there are probably things in our culture that would be crazy to them, just like there, are th there, there were things in their culture that are crazy to us. So that's what's going on here. And Abram eventually listened to her and, and uh, had a child by Hagar. Now, 
Obviously, we know from the rest of Genesis that God did not accept Ishmael as the heir. Eventually, Sarah became pregnant um, um, uh, five years later, five years after this, and gave birth to, to, to Isaac. But um, this created a lot of problems because when you read the rest of chapter 16, um, verse 4, he, Abram, went into Hagar, she conceived, and when she, when Hagar saw that she had conceived, <coughs> excuse me, that she was pregnant, her mistress, Sarah, was despised in her sight. So <clears throat> it's like Hagar got this got this uh, look on her face and attitude about her that's, that kind of looked at Sarah and said, <laughs> I got one on you. You can't get pregnant, but I'm having a baby. By, I'm, having, I'm, I'm having a child with your husband. And so the, the maid Hagar started despising looking down on Sarah. Well, Sarah also became jealous and angry herself. And then as you read the chapter, started treating Hagar harshly. And it was just a mess. It was like a cat fight, if you will. These two women hated each other. And Abraham kind of caught in the middle. Real problem. But there was more to it uh, than that because Abraham played a role in this mess too. Uh, You remember 16 verse 1, Sarah said that she had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. Now think about that. Where did Hagar come from? She was an, an Egyptian maid. You remember back in chapter 12 when Abraham made a mess? by passing Sarah off as his sister and Pharaoh took Sarah into his household uh, before God sent the plagues and and, uh, caused the Pharaoh to confront Abraham and give Sarah back to him and kicked him out of the country. Remember that story in chapter 12? Well, before God sent the plagues, back in chapter 12, let me find it here, um, when, when Sarah was taken into Pharaoh's house in verse 16 of chapter 12, says, therefore he, the Pharaoh of Egypt, treated Abram well for her sake, for Sarah's sake, and gave him sheep and oxen and donkeys and male and female servants and female donkeys and camels. So when Abraham left Egypt, he took all of that with him and he was wealthy man, but he had servants. He had Egyptian servants that were given to him by Pharaoh. That's where Hagar came from. Now think about that. Abraham made a mess of things by lying and deceiving when he was in Egypt, and really out of that received some ill-gotten gain, if you will. Some, um, I would call it immoral material items, ill-gotten gain. One of those was probably Hagar, one, you know, male and female maids from Egypt, Hagar, an Egyptian maid. That's where she came from. And now, years later, this Egyptian maid is there, and uh, that's who Abraham has this child, Ishmael, with. And all of a sudden, there's tension in the family. You know, if, if Abraham had done right in Genesis 12, Hagar would not have been there. And I wonder what happened to the relationship between Abraham and, and, and Sarah after that episode in Egypt anyway. See, here's the thing. You have, you have, two, you have, you have two, two sins uh, that are kind of coming together and creating other issues. You had Abraham's sin back in chapter 12 when he lied about his wife and passed her off as his sister and received received all that ill-gotten gain, including Hagar. And then you have Sarah's impatience with God. You put those two together and then 
he has a child by the maid and there's more tension in the home. And then for years and centuries, there's conflict between Ishmael and his descendants and Isaac and his descendants. You see, um, if you don't deal with sin when it happens, it has this way of, of building its own legacy. That's why you have to deal with your sin when it happens. You have to confess it. And, and, even, and if you don't do it when it happens, when you become aware of it, you've got to make restitution. You've got to fix it. Or there could be a legacy, a lingering, you know. It, it can open the door for other things in the future that you don't know anything about today. And when you couple that with impatience and blaming God, wow, it's playing with dynamite. So if there's some sin in your life and you know it's there and you haven't, you haven't dealt with it, deal with it today. Uh, you'll be so glad you did and you'll avoid some things in the future that you don't even know about today. God bless you and uh, I'll see you tomorrow.